Welcome to Revenue Rehab, your one-stop destination for collective solutions to the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders today. Now head on over to the couch, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to change the way you approach revenue. Leading your recovery is modern marketer, author, speaker, and chief operating officer at Tegrita, Brandy Starr. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Revenue Rehab. I am your host, Brandy Starr, and we have another amazing episode for you today. I am joined by Orly Glick. Orly is the founder and CEO of ESG Go, the AI-powered operating system for sustainability. Before founding ESG Go, she was a partner at Vintage, where she invested in technology startups and VC funds and built and led the value-added services practice, bringing startup innovation to solve corporate challenges. Prior to that, Orly worked at McKinsey & Company for two careers, driving digital transformation for global enterprises. Orly lives in Israel with her husband and three children and is passionate about technology, naturopath, medicine, cultures, and diversity. Welcome to Revenue Rehab. Your session begins now. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk to you today, um, but before we jump into our topic, I like to break the ice with a little woo-saw moments that I call buzzword banishment. So tell me what buzzword would you like to get rid of forever? <laughs> um, well, I'm a CEO of a startup. And so by design, we're supposed to be thinking differently or out of the box. So I'll take a different angle and say what I actually love rather than hate. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we had a few days ago, we had Valentine's Day. So I love supporting diversity. And you mentioned it earlier. I really love, it's a passion of mine to support diversity uh, and diverse communities. This is one of the reasons actually that I started uh, ESG Go. So that's what I love. Let's keep that one. Awesome. So instead of banishing a word today, we are going to keep the word diversity. I I love the the flip on the icebreaker. Um, So now that we've gotten that out out of our way, tell me what brings you to Revenue Rehab today? So I'm getting a lot of questions around sustainability and how is it related to marketing and how is it driving business? And I would love to actually share uh, this information with everybody and bring value. Uh, and, and there is a lot of value and sustainability, sustainability in marketing. So helping the audience uh, to learn how to leverage it. Awesome. Um, And I believe in setting intentions. It gives us focus. It gives us purpose. And most important, it gives our audience an understanding of what they should expect from our discussion today. So what's your best hope? What do you want people to walk away from our discussion knowing or feeling or thinking? So I think that it's really important to note and to understand that sustainability is not nice to have. And when I talked about sustainability um, or the term ESG in general, it's environmental and social as well. So diversity and sustainability, that it's not a nice to have, it's a must have. And in the context of marketing, if it's used smartly, 
Um, and it's used uh, coupled with the regulation in the right way, it could really support business. It could really increase revenue. Okay, so that's a good place to start. Um, so I'd love to hear your perspective on how focusing on ESG, you know, should, you know, how it impacts the marketing strategy, how it helps to drive revenue. I like to level set, um, you know, with the, the basic question to start so that we can get your perspective out. Sure. So if we look at studies that actually uh, were done um, on, on companies, 45% of uh, chief marketing officers see environmental sustainability as really a, a, a real part of their long-term success of the organization. Um, but 15%, it's not to say it's not important at all. So this is interesting how the different views are looking at it. Um, the different, there are different views also in terms of geography. Um, Europe has a different view and is um, very advanced on the sustainability journey. Um, the U.S. is getting there now. So it's really interesting to learn from what's happening in Europe. And what we see is, and by the way, in the U.S. now, I think 100% now, last year it was 96%. This year, 100% of the S&P 500 companies have reported a sustainability report. So we're getting there. It's getting there. And the way to leverage it properly for marketing is to take um, uh, an approach of telling not just a story, but telling it in the right way and assigning KPIs and measurements to the sustainability story. Whereas in the, a few years ago, the sustainability report was very general and very, very high level. We are now getting more and more uh, into KPIs and measurements and telling your uh, consumers and customers in the sustainability report in a really a marketable way, what are you really doing with your products, for example, and what are you doing, how are you supporting communities and how are you supporting your employees and diversity in the company? So you have different levers to uh, use it in your uh, marketing materials. But on the other hand, the really important thing is to really be careful of greenwashing. And greenwashing really means that we are kind of talking uh, about sustainability in a very high level, which can be interpreted as um, greenwash or as not really um, or exaggerating about what we're doing on sustainability. So it's a really gentle play. Um, and so putting more KPIs and more numbers and measuring and showing the results and improvements versus last uh, the past years really puts it um, in, a, in a very auditable way and in a very formal and trusted, trustworthy way uh, uh, to talk to your customers um, in the sustainability reports and, and beyond in any marketing collateral. Okay. And so there's a couple things you said that I want to dig into. So... The first is this notion of greenwashing. Um, I, you know, have seen discussions around certain things that, you know, different organizations do that appear to be very superficial, like uh, not that they actually care, but more so that they want to be able to say that they care. 
Um, you know, because now I think consumers are a lot more conscious of sustainability and all these things. And so talk a little bit more about how you, you know, as an organization can be authentic in the efforts, um, or how do you recognize that a company is authentic in the efforts? Like, I'd love to hear more about the notion of greenwashing. Absolutely. So, um, there are different reporting frameworks, globally accepted reporting frameworks uh, to report your sustainability according to. Um, this is, we call it the alphabet soup a little bit. There are so many frameworks out there. GRI, SASB, TCFD, now uh, CSRD, now the California SB253. There are so many reporting frameworks, but what the reporting frameworks are trying to do is put a little bit of an order in this uh, information spaghetti of the sustainability. And that's a good thing to take. It's bringing credibility to the marketing information and to the storytelling. And so the one thing I would do, the first thing is if you're a CMO or if you're responsible for the marketing, I would work with the head of sustainability, or if you don't have a head of sustainability, um, maybe work with your legal or the advisors of sustainability or um, uh, the compliance team, whomever is responsible for uh, the sustainability re report, I would work with them to understand what frameworks, first of all, we would like to report. And from there to get real clear KPIs and then measure them. The second thing is I would be very truthful in the reporting, not to sugarcoat, not to overstate. Another thing uh, I would do is use percentages instead of numbers. Percentages are uh, comparable and consumers can compare it and there are rating agencies that rate companies and they can compare it. And for example, the number of women in the company and the number of women in management. If you're just throwing a number out there, maybe two, three, four, five years ago, it would be acceptable. Now companies, consumers, rating agencies, investors are comparing companies. So it's not enough to just uh, mention the number of women in the company, on the board, and in management. If you use percentages, then it's comparable. And then you show, or you try to show every year that you improve, and then you can see the trajectory. So that's one more thing. Uh, and I have a lot of tips. So just guide me on uh, wherever you want me to go. Okay, well, before we get into more tips, I do want to step backwards a little bit because just looking at, you know, our, our audiences are those that are leading marketing at all different size companies. And I know that there are a lot of CMOs that, you know, are in roles or may soon move into roles where, you know, their company having a strong ESG effort and actually doing the reporting may be new for them. And so I'd like to just level set a bit. If you are, you know, first time exposed, you know, first time ex having exposure to an organization that is really, you know, putting forth the effort, following whichever of the standards for reporting, 
what is it that you need to be thinking about? How does this play a role? Is it, you know, brand management, demand generation, like where in the big mix of all the things that we're doing, where should I be thinking about aligning with the ESG efforts? Because I know you told me who to talk to, kind of how to report the numbers, like some of the nitty gritty, but I'd kind of like to take it a little higher level in terms of related to ESG, what should we think be thinking about more strategically around our marketing efforts? Fantastic. So the interesting thing is that sustainability touches upon every department. Um, the companies that are very advanced in their sustainability journey already have either a department of ESG slash sustainability or um, a head of sustainability, head of ESG. And then they are the ones that are kind of organizing uh, the effort of sustainability and the sustainability report, but then they have to work with all the stakeholders in the organization, including marketing. And the, re the sustainability is touching upon the whole organization because it touches upon everything. It touches the operations, strategy, marketing, sales, IR, compliance, and legal. And the marketing perspective is one of the most important perspectives because that's the external part of the report. How do we write it? And a sustainability report can be actually audited. So it is actually an interesting document. It is a little bit of compliance, but it's also marketing. So it's kind of a hybrid. Therefore, this is really interesting and it has to be a group effort. And actually there's a study, um, I believe from uh, Deloitte, that they found that CMOs agree, I think it was 70 or 75% of CMOs agree that one of the things that they find the most important things in sustainability is coordinating the effort across the enterprise. Okay. So it's really making sure that the company's ESG story becomes a part of the brand story and that that information makes it into the marketplace. Exactly. Okay. Can you, do you have any examples of ESG driven marketing campaigns that have effectively engaged consumers and contributed to the business growth? I know you mentioned revenue at the beginning. Um, any examples that you've seen with clients or just in the marketplace? So we see a lot of uh, companies in the uh, CPG world that are, um, that are using it in a tremendous way. Um, actually, all of the CPG companies have a fantastic report and their websites are also reflecting their uh, sustainability journey in a fantastic way, which is a really interesting hybrid between the regulation side and the compliance reporting of ESG with all of the frameworks and exactly by their rules, but also in a fantastic marketing way and telling the story. So CPG is um, are one of the, um, I think, most advanced in reporting as far as we've seen, both from a marketing perspective and uh, compliance perspective, but also other industries, um, uh, mostly manufacturing industries as they have 
a really heavy uh, footprint. Um, and more and more software companies are going um, into it. But definitely, it's worthwhile to look at the large CPG companies. And, and also some of the large retailers, fantastic way of depicting how their sustainability efforts are affecting the product and affecting many people's lives. Okay, so essentially what I'm hearing is some of the tactical things that they're doing is weaving that message into like their website and their collateral so that that story is very present. Absolutely. Is that accurate? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and again, a, a big tip would be to really put KPIs and numbers and quantify the efforts, but in a very comparable way. So not very, very general. We are supporting the communities and we are really great in diversity, but really to show very hard numbers, KPIs, percentages, we are... Uh, last year, we were 30% women on the board, and uh, we are aiming to be 50% by 2030, and then show that you really, every year, show that you really progress. And actually, if companies over-promise and don't deliver, that's going to be greenwashing. So it's it's playing between both. Okay. And so when setting you know these goals is this something you know what is marketing seat at the table uh in terms of the big picture in organizations like this is is this something that is you know typically handed to you know the the marketing team to say here's what our message is around esg um is it something that you know, the, the head of marketing should be leaning into to help to influence, like, what is that, um, you know, what does that look like? It's such a great question. It's so interesting. Sustainability and ESG is such a new topic. Um, I mean, again, in, in some industries, it started six, seven, eight years ago, but for most companies, it's a recent journey, two, three years ago, maybe. Um, and it's interesting to see how it's different between company and company, between country and country, and between industry to industry. The real successful stories that we have seen that really make a big and meaningful impact on companies and companies' revenues is where uh, marketing is an integral part of the process and the heads of sustainability are um, frequently meeting with them and going back and forth with strategy and with marketing and seeing how to tell the story of sustainability in a very impactful and measurable way. So definitely 100% this should involve uh, the CMOs and heads of marketing um, in, in the full journey from the beginning. And it's sustainability is, is very complex. It's very, very complex. It's a, it's a real complex domain. And so it's really hard to learn it uh, from scratch while you are a CMO and doing your such a big job. So there should be somebody dedicated to sustainability that is carrying that role, but involving the CMO intensely throughout this process as this has many, many implications on the messaging and the branding of the company. 
Okay. And I know you've hit on KPIs uh, a few times. And so as CMOs strive to align all their marketing efforts with the broader corporate ESG objectives, what KPIs should they really prioritize um, in being able to like measure or impact brand value, customer loyalty, revenue? Like what are those KPIs that, you know, marketing should really be focused on? So the first and the biggest one is the uh, GHG emissions or the emissions uh, carbon footprint that the company generates. Um, this is something that most companies are actually now, they have to report now for the California SB 253 rule or very soon uh, every public company, there's an SEC rule coming up. Um, or in Europe for another regulation. So every company would have to actually report their total emissions. That is one KPI and it's a general number. Then there is, um, on, that's on the E side. On the E side also, there's actually the emissions that the product generates. If you are a product company, then your product generates emissions. Or even if you're a software company, then you have uh, a, a data server and you are generating emissions. But this data is really hard to get. It's really, really hard to analyze and to find the number of how much your product is generating emissions. So I'll put this aside. It's a really important one. The world is going this direction, but it's really hard to measure. So it'll take two or three years to get there. So again, number one would be the total emissions of the company. Um, number two would be related more to diversity, and that's really the breakdown of diversity in the company. So it's not enough just to say, how many women do we have in the company? But really that breakdown that I mentioned earlier, how many women do we have in the company? How many women in management versus non-management? How many women in technical roles versus non-technical roles? And with other diversities as well. So not just to show one, but really to show that breakdown and that the company is really working hard to uh, incorporate more diversity. Um, and then on the governance side, um, there are many others, but I think I would start with these two. These are kind of the most um, uh, prevalent ones and the most common denominator that companies are reporting in their uh, reports, even if they're in the beginning of their journey. Okay. And so those are kind of the key metrics related to the initiatives. And then how do we know if communicating these things is working? So you talked about, you know, some of the CPG companies, you know, do a lot in promoting their efforts. Um, so, you know, I make sure that our carbon footprint, you know, that that's real clear what that is. You know, we've got great diversity. I get that information out there. How do I know that that is actually positively impacting our business, the fact that we're doing these things? And so I think that's where I kind of struggle to make the connection is between, you know, I know that all the ESG efforts means that, you know, we are helping our organizations be sustainable. We're being good people. We're being good to the planet. So I understand that aspect, um, but where I struggle to make the connection is on the marketing side. How do we see that talking about these things and sharing that the you know we are doing these things? How do I see that that actually impacts 
you know, our brand perception, our customer loyalty, and our bottom line? This is the million dollar question. Um, it's, we're being asked that all the time. Um, I think that because it's the industry in the beginning, relatively in the beginning, there are still, it's really hard still to measure it. The one thing that you could see out there is the ESG score, that's called ESG score. The credit rating companies, uh, the Moody's, uh, S&P, MSCI, the companies that rate uh, uh, companies on their financial strength, um, they now rate companies on their ESG as well. Mm. There, yes, so there is there not there are now two scores. There's a score for financial strength and a score for ESG. Now there's a lot of debate about this and a justified debate. And the justified debate is because at the moment the methodologies are not 100% clear. It's getting there. They're starting to publish them, their methodologies, but there is a low correlation between the results and the scores. So there's a lot of debate. And one of the biggest debates about the name ESG came from there because some companies got rated a very low score and they were not sure why. That started the big debate around ESG. But at the end of the day, um, it's, it's, it's the beginning of the industry and now there's it's getting closer and the correlation is getting uh, higher. So one thing that we see with our clients is that they are looking at their score and trying to make sure that there is a correlation between what they're doing to the score. And this is one of the things that we're helping them with. But actually, the bottom line is, if you're doing a good job in sustainability, a really good job, you will get a high score. And that score is being used by investors. So when investors are building portfolios, when they're looking at your financial score, they're also looking at their ESG score. So then they will choose that company most likely if it has a good score in both. So it has a direct effect on the stock price, you can say. And now again, I, I'll put a big, uh, Asterisk there, and I'll say some states in the U.S. are a little bit different. They are not looking at the ESG score, but a lot of the investors are looking at it. So it could actually affect the stock price. As for direct measurement, still no direct measurements. Uh, so the optimization at the moment is looking at that score in general for the different scoring companies. Okay. Um, and then my last question is a little bit of a, I don't know what I don't know. Um, so I'm curious if there is anything that I have not thought to ask about that you feel important to share with our listeners um, and how, you know, ESG strategies can help us build a better tomorrow and be more impactful in marketing. So I would say really build a strategy, a real powerful strategy around it, because it is important. And if your company is already doing it, then it's fantastic. And it's you just need to highlight it. Um, make sure that the report is accessible from a marketing perspective. This is very important. And also for investors, because the way that you place your sustainability report on your website or out there 
is really helping stakeholders, consumers, rating agencies read your report in the right way and understand what, what's written there. So there's a big effect on how do you put it out there. Um, some companies don't make it accessible and that's really a pity. They're doing a good job, but they're not writing everything that they're doing. So this is one of the things to take into account is leverage that report, make it accessible to your stakeholders, put it on the website in the right way, a readable way, um, and then everybody could enjoy reading it. Awesome. Well, talking about our challenges is just the first step and nothing changes if nothing changes. And so in traditional therapy, the therapist gives the client some homework, but here at Revenue Rehab, we like to flip that on its head and ask you to give us some homework. And so I always love making sure that everyone has an action item. Um, and so I'd love to hear your one thing for those heads of marketing that are listening um, and, you know, have identified that, you know, they may or may not be really leveraging um, the work that the company is doing around ESG in marketing effectively. Where would you suggest they start? What's your one, your one thing, your action item? Wow. Um, maybe shameless, uh, shameless uh, marketing on our side. So just come to our website and read. That's it. There's tons of material. We have a community, a free community of uh, 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 sustainability uh, leaders and CMOs that are related to sustainability and, and just read and, and ask us questions. We just love helping. Um, awesome. Well, Orly, I have enjoyed our discussion, but that's our time for today. Before we go, how can our audience stay connected with you and um, definitely give the shameless plug for ESG Go. I'd love mm -hmm. to hear what you guys do. So we are a uh, sustainability platform. All we do is uh, sustainability and ESG. We help companies uh, do A to Z sustainability reporting, connect, collect the data, report a sustainability report with one click where it is actually serving regulation, but also the marketing side. But just, just come and read what we're doing. Come and read all of the material that we have out there. We're just here to support the community. And uh, you could reach me on LinkedIn, or you could uh, go to our website, www.esggo.com, or write to me directly on orly at esggo.com. And we're here to help. We're really a community-related uh, folks. Awesome. Well, we will make sure to link to your LinkedIn as well as ESG Go. So wherever you are listening or watching this podcast, check the show notes to stay connected with Orly. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Awesome. And thanks everyone for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed my conversation with Orly. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you later. Thank you. You've been listening to Revenue Rehab with your host, Brandy Starr. Your session is now over, but the learning has just begun. Join our mailing list and catch up on all our shows at RevenueRehab.live. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Revenue Rehab. This concludes this week's session. We'll see you next week.